0: Church, Merry Christmas to you all. Amen. My favorite time of the year is Christmas. <clears throat> well, actually, two of my favorite. Well, actually, there's more. But Christmas is one of them. You know, Easter is another one. I love Easter. It just reminds me that you know Jesus was sent here and he died on the cross for me. Amen. You know, birthdays, love celebrating that because Jesus has given us all life, you know my wedding anniversary, the one day I cannot forget, or else you'll find my body dead somewhere else in the wash or something, but the anniversary, my wife and I, you know, we've been married for 12 years, July 30th. So, God is good, amen? I'm going to read to you all from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, and verse verse 6. And it says, "For, For to us, <clears throat> a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Let's bow our hands and pray. Lord God, I just come before you and want to thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity. Thank you for this time, Lord God. Thank you for your word, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Father, because you are the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord Jesus. And your promises are true. Your word is true, Lord God. And I just ask you for each person here today, Lord God, that we can grasp onto your word. That we can capture every single word of yours into our hearts and to apply it towards our lives, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray amen and amen you may be seated <clears throat> um so many things have happened as, as, as you know pastor mentioned uh, uh a few months ago my my son had a surgery on his hand and thank god everything came out well after that you know he has his five fingers on his hand and um you know it, it, it was a very successful surgery um so if you've seen him with the cast before it was because of that surgery. But now he doesn't have that cast anymore. Praise God. Um, and, you know, praise God he, yeah, he doesn't have that cast. Because when he did have it on, he was just trying to swing it around and, you know, trying to make some moves and, you know, hit people with it. And so he <laughs> was just being funny with it. And um, But thank God, you know, just keep them, my kids in prayer. Uh, they, they are at home sick right now. And like Pastor mentioned, you know, right now a lot of people are getting sick. Uh, i i was sick a, a week ago and my wife um is overcoming sickness and um it, it's, it's just it's just bad and so um keep them in prayer and and everybody else in prayer pastor juan and pastor flores as well too and um it, this is a time that a lot of people uh, get sick so make sure you take your your orange juice drink your orange juice take your vitamin c um try to stay healthy try to stay warm and that way you're able to enjoy your christmas amen um, last uh, Brielle's birthday is coming up on the 18th which is uh, tomorrow so we we celebrated early uh we took her to Disneyland that's the one place she wanted to go on her birthday just go to Disneyland and, then, and so um but yeah you know God is good God is good uh what else any, any Star Wars fans here anybody see this new Star Wars uh, film yet my wife and I we, we uh, well let me tell you what happened you no, know, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> but you know what? We had, a, it was a great movie. My wife and I had a great time seeing it. I've been a Star Wars fan ever since I was a little child. My parents got me into it. Um, but you know what? I was, I, I, reason why I really like those movies is it kind of reminds me of our Christian faith. You know, the battle between the good and evil, and and you know, being filled with the holy spirit you know star Wars talking about being part of the force but our force we got the holy spirit which is you know which comes from god amen and so um that i think that's the reason why i like those movies you know so um, but yeah you know it, a lot of good things well anyways let me let me get to my preaching now and uh you know today's uh avid theme i will be speaking on is peace um how many right now can say that you're at peace right now this moment some of us maybe some of us maybe not but who wants peace we all want peace right every single one of us um now every every day our minds can be occupied with things that worries us uh things that we are anxious about uh things that we're nervous about and at this very moment there's probably something that you have in mind Uh, that that just won't leave you alone and allow you to spend the next 15 or 20 minutes to listen to what the preacher's got to say. There's probably something bothering you right now, whether it may be, you know, if you forgot to turn off your iron after ironing your clothes at home. Sometimes, you know, I leave the house, I'm thinking, man, did I turn off the stove? Did I turn off the iron? Oh, man, did I leave the water running? Did I feed my dog? Oh, man, oh, well. And, you know, or maybe you're worried about if you locked your car door, if you locked your house door. Or what are you going to make for dinner tonight? Um, Or it can be that you're worried about what's going to happen tomorrow, Um, that you have to deal with whatever you have to deal with at work or at school. And in this time of season, in Christmas season, a lot of us are worried about having to get our holiday shopping done and having enough money for it. Uh, How many can say that you're done with your holiday shopping? And I'm not done with it. I still got some more things to buy. Worried about making your travel plans or getting, to, or getting the house ready for a company. And just a while ago, my sister was texting me and asking me about, you know, going up to Frisco. Because we're going to go up north to visit the family. And asking, hey, when are you going to leave? What time are you going to get there? Where are you going to stay? So, you know, things that we occupy as our minds, right? There are so many things that happen in our everyday lives that we worry about. Where most of times, we just can't sleep at night. So it's really hard for us to fully, fully say that we are at peace. Um, because when our minds are, are occupied with so many things that we need to get taken care of, then we end up getting overwhelmed. And when we are overwhelmed, we tend to panic. So if I were to ask each one of you right now, what would you like to get out of this message? I'm sure you would probably say, peace. A peace of mind and a calming your storms. Man, if, I, if we were to ask uh, people around the world nowadays, what would be the one thing that the world desires, that they desire, that can bring people together and bring governmental leaders in, into agreement? It's peace. Peace is defined as freedom from disturbance, uh, quiet, and tranquility. But it is often in situations that are exactly the opposite that we most recognize our need for peace and the power of the peace that God provides. This year, we have seen a lack of peace all over the world. And now, you know, we can all remember the recent tragedies that happened in our nation. Um, one, for example, was a shooting in Vegas a few months ago. Very tragic uh, uh Moment that happened there, I, and I never forget how my wife and I were driving home from Disneyland, and you know it was late; it was probably like around eleven, twelve. And we have the radio on, and as I'm, we're driving home, uh, I'm listening, and as they say shooting in Vegas, two people dead. And I'm thinking, well, you know, there's a lot of clubs in Vegas; people get drunk. There's always fights. And I'm thinking maybe it was a shooting in a club or something like that, right? And then ten minutes later they're saying 10 people dead and i'm like oh no this is not a shooting in the club this is something else so we get home watching the news trying to figure out what's going on and we find out there was a concert there and um you know there was one man from the hotel room shooting at everyone and i'm like wow this is this is crazy like i can't believe this is going on these innocent people who just went to a concert to have a great time um people of all ages not expecting that something like that were to happen. The next day in the morning, I'm driving to work, and I turn on the radio, and I'm listening. Now it's not just 10 people, but it's 30 people, and I'm like, oh my goodness. That means that 20 people that were in the hospital overnight, trying to survive, struggling, trying to hold on to their life, have passed away in the ER. And then numbers kept going up, kept going up, and very tragic moment, it made made me really sad, made me think like wow this we're not safe anywhere that we go you know not too long ago there was a shooting at the church in texas people like you and i on a sunday morning just like how we are right now there to worship god praising god you know with their families and all of a sudden a guy walks in fully armed and starts shooting all over the place so it's like Anywhere you go, it's like you, you you really can't feel fully in peace, right? Every day we hear about the violence that goes on in our, in our cities, and not just here, but also all over the world. Now, can you imagine living in the Middle East, like somewhere like in Syria, where people have to leave their land, they have to leave their homes because of the killings and the tortures from ISIS? I can't imagine being one of those... Those those, those those people of not being able to sleep at night because I'm afraid that my house is going to get bombed. We might not have that kind of stuff going on here in our country, but with the violent attacks that our nation has faced, nobody feels safe anymore in any place that they go. This world has lacked peace for thousands of years. That's why during this Advent season, we learned that God has given us the greatest gift that anyone can receive. And that's a salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. Right. These past few Sundays, we have seen how Jesus has brought us love. He has brought us joy. And today we, we can see that Jesus brought us peace. Right. Now, for my first point, peace is for everyone. Peace is for all. Before the birth of Christ, People have been living in a time of great darkness and under the shadows of death. In Isaiah chapter 9, God promises his people peace through the Prince of Peace. Who is is Jesus Christ? Now, I don't know about you, but there has been a time in my life where I lived in darkness. And in the middle of the darkness, I didn't have peace. Now, how many of you have experienced living in in a dark time in your life? where you couldn't see the good. The nation of Israel waited hundreds of years under a dark time of their lives for peace. They lived in oppression under the rule of the Roman government. They were waiting for the Messiah to deliver them from the Roman rule. But instead, Jesus came and delivered us all from the oppression of sin. In sin, there's no peace. Now, I once saw a shirt that said, No Jesus, spelled K N O W, No Peace, K N O W. But the no part, the N O part, was highlighted. Meaning, if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you believe that He died for you, and you believe in the promise of eternal life through His resurrection, if you build that personal relationship with Jesus, then you will know peace. But if you don't have Jesus in your heart, if you don't give your life to him, then you won't have peace. People ask the most common question, why is there so much evil in this world? Why are people so angry and have so much hatred? It's because they don't have Jesus in their hearts. The peace is there. It's ready for uh, for us to grasp. It's been there since the birth of Jesus. The prophet Isaiah prophesied about the coming of the Prince of Peace. Now in this Advent season, we learn that just how we are given the gifts of joy, love, and hope, we are also given the gift of peace. So it's up to us to receive it. But we have to know Jesus. And believe the promises that he has for our lives in order to receive that peace. Romans 5.1 says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We are now at peace with God, which may differ from peaceful feelings such as calmness and tranquility. Peace with God means that we have been reconciled with him. There's no more hostility between us. No sin blocking our relationship with him. Peace with God is possible only because Jesus paid the price for our sins through the death on the cross. Now in the commentary for the verse I just read, Matthew Henry states that, a blessed change takes place in a sinner's state. When he becomes a true believer, whatever he has been, being justified by faith, he has peace with God. The holy, righteous God cannot be at peace with a sinner a while under the guilt of sin. Justification takes away the guilt, and so makes way for peace. When we give our lives to Christ, and, we, and when, I say, when, I start, when I say lives, I'm talking about everything that you hold in your heart. Whether it's good or it's bad, but everything that you hold inside, you, when you give it up to him, he will bless you with the peace and assurance that God will take care of everything. Right, it's time to include God in your life. It is time to include him in your priorities, in your household, in your thinking, in your in the in, in your and the way you act, in your attitude. The Bible says that everything you do, do it unto the Lord. So, what's holding you back? What's tormenting you right now at this moment? What are the things that what are the what are the fears that you? Face? Are you afraid to step out of your comfort zone and live the life that God wants you to live? Do you feel that the circumstances around you are just not going the way you want it to be? Which brings me to my next point. Jesus will calm the storms. The Gospel of Mark gives us a pretty good example of how Jesus can calm the storms that we face. In chapter 4, it tells us of a time that Jesus wanted to go across the lake, which is the Sea of Galilee. So he tells his disciples, hey guys, let's go over to the other side of this lake. And the, you know, the Sea of Galilee, is a pretty big, it's a pretty big lake. It's, it, 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 it's actually 13 miles across. You know how far that is? So I did my research. I went on Google Maps and tried to map out 13 miles away from Baldwin Park. And actually, 13 miles from here going east is actually from here to Pomona, right where Pomona Valley Hospital is at. That's 13 miles away from here. Anybody here live in Pomona? Yeah. So you guys already know, right? Or if you've driven to Pomona, you've been there, you know how far that is. And, you know, these guys, you know, they, they're not getting on, in the car going 80 on the 10th freeway. They're going on the boat, Right? And you know how many of you here, how many of you guys been here, have been to Big Bear Lake? Very nice lake, beautiful. And you know you see how big it is, right? Well, Big Bear Lake is actually seven miles long. So that means the Sea of Galilee is actually almost double the size. And it's actually hundred. The, the depth is 150 feet deep. To this day, the Sea of Galilee is known for its storms. And storms, they can arrive very with very little warning. Uh kinda remind me of you know the one time that um my wife and I we went to Florida and I remember that uh I, I'm sitting and we're and we're in our hotel room. I'm sitting down watching TV and I am next to the glass door and I have the curtains open. It was a nice beautiful day and you know I am just enjoying the sun and and you know I, I see some leaves rustling around and it starts getting a little bit windy and and then I see I say I'm like, oh wait, hey, there's a cloud up there. Oh wait. Oh, there's two clouds, there's three, oh, oh, now it's getting very cloudy, and then all of a sudden, boom, boom, it starts thundering, and lightning, and pouring, and it just starts raining, and I'm like, what's going on here, where did all this come from, and then 20, 30 minutes later, the, the storm goes away, and it gets sunny again, I'm like, oh my goodness, what just happened? I, I got, I got scared because we're in Florida. Florida, they have a lot of hurricanes over there, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I thought a hurricane was coming. But you know, that that that's how storms come. They, that's how they go. They, they, they It's with very little warning. At least, you know, nowadays we have a for, we have, you know, forecasts and uh, these weathermen uh, telling us if a storm is coming or not, right? but that's how it is in the sea of galilee they, they they come and go really quick now so so the disciples they get onto the this, on this boat with jesus and you know they they don't know there's a storm coming and i'm sure that if they would have known they would have told jesus say well let's hold on a bit there's a storm coming you know they're they're experts they're expert fishermen they're expert sailors they go out to the sea a lot but they didn't see it coming. So they're like, all right, Jesus, well, let's get on this boat. You want to go to the other side? Let's go. So they start sailing to Pomona. Oops, I mean, to the other side of the sea. Jesus then decides to take a nap. And there he is napping. And then all of a sudden, a storm comes in. It was very unexpected. Waves, those waves there at the Sea of Galilee, can be, they can get as high as 20 feet high, you know, and they start crashing onto the boat, rocking the boat all crazy. Kind of reminds me of that show on the Discovery Channel. Everybody, Anybody watch the Deadliest Catch on the Discovery Channel? I've seen it a few times, and man, it's crazy how these storms come in, and it's rocking the boat, water splashing all over, and, you know, these guys are holding on for their lives and stuff, and, you know, so it, it kind of reminds me of that. And they started to yell for help, saying, Teacher, Jesus, help, save us. Help us, help us. And where was Jesus? Jesus was still asleep. He was napping. So this bothered the disciples, and they even had to go and wake him up and say, Jesus, don't you even care if we drown? Now, sometimes in our lives, things can happen unexpectedly. Where our peace is nowhere near, and we get caught up in the middle of a storm. Things don't go as planned or the way we want them to. We get ourselves into situations where we are looking for peace. We are looking for rest, but then a sudden change happens. The winds change, the storm comes in, and things get chaotic. So, due to the chaos and the stress to our lives, we end up surrendering to our own storms. We give up, we jump ship. And the disciples, if they would have jumped ship, what do you think would have happened? It's a hundred feet, fifty feet down. They could have drowned and sink into the sea. And that's the problem with many people today, that because life gets overwhelmed with so much stress and so much hardships they end up drowning into their own sin into their own bad habits maybe that's you right now that because you can't find the peace you are looking for right now maybe you're at the point of jumping ship in fact i'm pretty sure that the disciples thought of the same thing too that they wanted to jump ship maybe they thought that that was their last resort to jump ship but wait a minute. Jesus was on that boat, and let me tell you something: Jesus is on your boat. I want you to turn to your neighbor right now and tell him Jesus is on your boat. In the middle of your journey, your boat may be rocking side to side, all crazy. Things get chaotic. You you can't you can get caught up in a storm or a hurricane but Jesus is still on your boat. Nothing is going to knock him over. And while you are yelling and screaming oh my God what am I going to do? Help! Help Jesus! Not knowing what to do he's still on your boat. He's chilling. He's taking a nap. He's at peace. He's worried about nothing. Why? Because he is wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Jesus was on that boat. They had to. The disciples had to put their trust in Him. So they turn around. And they say, "Hey, wait a minute." There's Jesus. Why is he sleeping in the middle of all of this? Why does he look so peaceful and not worried about the storm? Let's go wake him up. And so they go, and, they, and the, the, the disciples, they wake up Jesus, and, and Jesus tells them, what's wrong with you guys? You have little faith. Why are you so afraid? Why are you scared? Can I sleep? And he gets up, rebukes the wind, and tells the sea, quiet. Be still. I'm trying to nap. And the winds and the seas died down, and it suddenly became calm. The disciples were marveled. They were amazed by what Jesus did. They were probably like, where was this guy all the other times when we needed him when we got caught up in a storm? And that's probably you right now. Where's Jesus when I need him? When I'm caught up in a storm, Jesus will calm the storms in your life no matter how high the waves may rise or how strong the winds may get. If you call on Jesus, He will respond. If you give your life to Him, He will get on that boat with you. Instead of surrendering to the stress, we must remain resilient and recover from setbacks with faith in Christ we can pray, we can trust, and we can move ahead. When a storm approaches, we can lean into the wind and trust God. Now my last point, inner peace. Philippians 4, 6-7 says, Do not be anxious about anything. Anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds to Christ Jesus. I like how it's said in the message version, how Eugene puts it in the message version, and it says like this, Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness. Everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Imagine never being anxious about anything it seems like an impossibility and we all have worries on the jo- in our jobs we have worries in our homes with our kids our finances even when we're watching or listening to the news we we worry but paul's advice is to turn our worries into prayers if you want to worry less then you need to pray more Get in tune with God. Seek God. Know God. And you will know peace. True peace is not found in positive thinking, in absence of conflict, or in good feelings. It comes from knowing that God is in control. Our citizenship in Christ's kingdom is sure. Our destiny is set, and we can have victory over sin. No matter what goes on around you, no matter how hard your circumstances become, no matter what you hear on the news, no matter what storms you see coming your way, let God's peace guard your heart against anxiety. If you are waiting for world peace, let me tell you something. God's peace is different from world peace. In the Gospel of John, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The end result of the Holy Spirit's work in our lives is deep and lasting peace. Unlike worldly peace, which is usually defined as the absence of conflict, this peace is confident assurance in any circumstance. With Christ's peace, we have no need to fear the present or future. Sin, fear, uncertainty, doubt, and numerous other forces are at war within us. The peace of God moves into our hearts and lives to restrain these hostile forces and offer comfort in face of conflict. Jesus says he will give us that peace if we are willing to accept it from him. Peace. It's not an item that we have to wait in, line, in the long line for. It's, peace is not something that we have to put on layaway. Peace cannot be, bought, cannot be bought with the highest limit credit card. If you believe in the gift that God has given his son for us and receive him into your life, then you are allowing for the Holy Spirit to fill you with his peace. Let's pray. Lord God, I just thank you, Father, for your everlasting peace, your everlasting love, hope, and joy. Thank you because you are our light that shines in the middle of the darkness. Thank you because you are, the, are calm in the middle of the storm. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because we have the privilege to know you as our Savior, as our Father, as our friend. Thank you, Lord God, for the peace that you have given us. With every head bowed and every eye closed, and there is somebody here today that you have not yet accepted Jesus into your life, if you have not yet made that decision, and you're at the point where you're ready to jump ship, you're at the point where you don't have peace and you need that peace, and you know that if you accept Jesus into your life, he will give you that peace that you need. If that's you today, I want you to raise your hand right there from where you're at anybody here that wants to accept Jesus into their life, raise their hand. Now I'm going to ask you all to stand. And I want to open up the altar for you all today, for every single one of you. Those of you who need peace, whether it's you yourself that needs peace, or you know somebody that needs peace.